0: And we're back. Yeah, I took a break. I took another break. But here I am. I made it. I have some things to say today. Um, first of all, how are you? Um, I do have loyal subscribers. So sorry for not um, coming back sooner. But, you know, you can only do so much. Um. The important thing is that we take care of ourselves first, right? You know, I'm all about that. I'm all about self-care. You know, plus drinking, if you must. Um Wow, it's uh Thursday, July 8th, 2021. Can you believe it? I mean, once you get to July quite honestly, most of the year is over and then you become despondent about the things you did not accomplish in this year. So what I am going to do is make a list of things I would like to accomplish for the rest of the year and work on that. And we'll see how it goes because like sand through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives and time is slipping away. Yeah, I don't like July. It's too hot. I mean, not only is it too hot, it's also when I have my half-birthday. And then I'm, you know, reminded about uh, the grim reality of the fact that I'm aging rapidly. I mean, legally, I've been dead in Hollywood for, for you know, four years. When you turn 30 in Hollywood, they just, you're legally dead as a woman. As a man, you're just getting started. So. I don't make the rules, people. That's just the way it is, you know. I'm invisible here now. <laughs> Not really. Um, today at Trader Joe's, uh, the cashier called me miss, which I much prefer to ma'am. When people call me ma'am, I get deeply upset. I get deeply upset. I don't think I look like a ma'am. I was wearing a mask though. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm now the only person wearing a mask in Los Angeles. Well, not the only person, but, um, they did issue some sort of warning that the Delta variant is, you know, becoming, you know, more prominent here in Los Angeles and they're recommending that you wear masks indoors again. And this is literally like, Three weeks after they said no masks indoors, so I think people were doing the no masks indoors and taking that very seriously. And now we have another, you know, we have the other the other variant to worry about. But you know, it's fine. Um, I'm vaccinated. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been vaccinated, first of all, it seems unlikely. That you'd be listening to this because I've made my views clear. I don't think any anti-vaxxers listen to my podcast. Maybe they do. If so, great. Welcome. Maybe you'll learn something. But me, I'm vaccinated, baby. Okay. Um. Damn. Man, oh yeah, so for the last month I've been dealing with kind of a serious uh personal family emergency. I don't want to go into, like, you know, the grisly details on the podcast, but long story short, my mother is ill. Um, And, I mean, she's permanently changed for the rest of her life, so uh that's one thing I've been worrying about. Um she, I mean, mentally she's fine. Uh, she had, she had a stroke, but, um, her personality is entirely intact. (laughs) So she's still, um, complaining. Uh, when I, I went to see her in the hospital and the doctors, (laughs) they were asking, they were like, man, she, um, she complains a lot, you know, and we're, you know, we're a little concerned about that. And, just like, well, that's her personality. And um, I think they were relieved by that. But anywho, um, yeah, my sister and I are taking over um, a bunch of stuff for her. And it's, I mean, what? it's whatever. But we're doing a GoFundMe for her because we have to, we have all these expenses. We're going to have to move her and all this stuff and... Anyway, I hate asking for help. I don't do it. I'm staunchly, you know, just like a a loner in that way where I've never really just asked anyone for help, but um I'll put the link in the episode description. It's in my in my bio on Instagram too. You know, and you know, we'll just count this as a contribution to um the arts. You know, you support, you support my mother, you support me, (laughs) I guess. I wish I was a millionaire. I really do. See, this is breaking down the illusion that everyone in show business is rich because they're not. Because comedy barely pays any money. So just keep that in mind, folks. (sighs) Oh, in the news, what did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about John uh, McAfee. Do you know who that is? Um, was. <laughs> so he was the um, antivirus software guy who was very unwell. And um, he recently died by suicide in prison in Spain. In the, uh, I mean, it's what I would describe as the least surprising end to a life of all time because if you knew who this who this was he was clearly unwell i mean this this man first of all he was 75 when he died and he didn't really like look 75 and he didn't act it for sure but he had these like these weird like spiraly <laughs> tattoos on his shoulders of course I already saw some conspiracy theory online that's like the tattoos are a clue that he didn't kill himself. I mean, I think he did kill himself. He was about to be extradited to the United States for tax evasion at the age of 75. I mean, who wants to who wants to go to prison for tax evasion at that age? You know, he spent his money, he lived life. So um I think he did kill himself. But um uh, in order to prepare for the podcast, I watched a documentary about him uh that is available on Showtime. So I did do the Amazon Prime uh Showtime add-on free trial and forgot to cancel it <laughs> after seven days. You know how they have all these like little add-ons that and it's like seven day free trial and it, it's like embarrassing that once again it's embarrassing i'm not a millionaire and i don't have access to every channel ever made at all times maybe that's one of my life goals but i did um fail to cancel the 7 day free trial for showtime and i paid 10.99 for another month so anyway the documentary is called gringo <sighs> i mean just even like saying that like bothers me so um If you don't know what a gringo is, it's basically, like, a white guy who, you know, is in a Central American or Latin American country. And long story short, he was in Belize for a long time. And this man who is, I mean, he was successful from the the software he created and he sold his company years ago. I think for... I don't know, maybe like a hundred million dollars or some, some thereabouts. And then during the financial crisis, he was like broke. <laughs> like he had, you know, lost like tens of millions of dollars somehow. I don't know exactly how, but all I know is, is he was broke, fi broke and talking about it in interviews. Um, so basically, you know, the gist of this man's life is that he was, um, he was unwell. Uh, he was, you know, a, a cocaine addict, uh, a gun enthusiast, an alleged rapist, um, an alleged murderer. And he was really into, uh, scat sex. You know, that's what you learn in the documentary. So, I mean, there is, there's like a bunch of serious shit in there. Like, there, the woman who, um, Has accused him of rape Like tells the whole story I mean obviously I believe her This man's a fucking lunatic If you don't know what this guy looks like I mean just just look him up And he's He's always shirtless That is not the sign of somebody who is mentally well Being constantly Shirtless Is a problem I mean in a civilized society I don't know I don't know. Did he walk around shirtless in in the Norton antivirus software offices? I don't know. Um, Oh, I mean, in the documentary, they do talk about, you know, his beginnings in Silicon Valley and how they used to have like crazy parties in the office. And I guess he would like, I don't know, there would be a lot of like sex in the office, which I don't know if I believe that. You know, everybody everybody thinks they want to have sex in public or like in an office, but it's like so uncomfortable. This is coming from someone who's had sex at two different jobs. I had sex in the NYU computer lab in the closet. Okay. And then the other one was in an office. I don't want to say what office it was, but it was in an office, and it wasn't that great. I actually like hurt my back that day. <laughs> I think the 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 back. The I tweaked my back. I remember that, and I think that tweak of my back that took place. Oh, eight nine years ago. I think it it permanently permanently like set off issues. So, I'm paying the cost of having office sex to this day. So, don't do it. That's. I'm issuing a warning to young people. Don't do office sex. Don't do it! Okay, so, um, yeah, he's a rapist. Uh, <laughs> just casually. Just casually throw that into the middle of the story the fact that he. You know, he drugged and raped um, this woman. He was, uh, it was like an executive at his company. Just like so gross. He's so gross. So gross. (laughs) And then, you know, the the most important part of the documentary for me is when they're interviewing uh, the Belizean women who were sex workers that he hired to shit in his mouth. He paid women to shit in his mouth. It's actually not uncommon for men who are in powerful positions or, you know, who are CEOs or leaders to be really into being demeaned in some way. Like there is a lot of like, um, there's like a link to that sort of kink and to men who are in the upper ech- echelons of power um, because I, I did, I am aware, I have a friend of a friend who knows a dominatrix in New York City. And apparently, most of her clients are, you know, like really successful stockbrokers and finance guys and attorneys in New York City. And it's always seems to be that type where it's a guy who's, you know, very successful, they get everything they want. They want for nothing, you know, they're rich as God, and then they want to be treated like a piece of shit, which is, like, so ironic, because most people are fighting to be treated well. You know, they're fighting for for things like wealth and respect and blah, 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 because that's what we worship in this country. We worship money and success, Right. But these guys, like, they, they want to be stepped on and pissed on and shot on. And that's what John McAfee wanted, you know? And so there's like a really funny part of the documentary. I mean, okay. So I'm not, I don't even know if I'm, I should say it's funny, but it is funny. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's these Belizean women who are just like, yeah, he, um, he made us lay in a hammock. And there was a hole in the hammock. (laughs) You know what happens next. There's a hole in the hammock. And and he would make us lay in the hammock. And he would lay underneath the hammock. And then he would want us to shit in his mouth. And then there's a woman just very matter-of-factly saying like, Yeah, you know, um, it's not really something I had ever done before. But he was helping pay for my school. So... I just went ahead and did it. And honestly, maybe that is the right attitude. Unfortunately, I believe some of these uh, Belizean prostitutes were underage, which means they were children um, who were sex trafficked. So he did participate in some sort of weird sex tourism trafficking. And the scatological kink is just a little cherry on top of that. So... And then it gets into the part where he allegedly murdered someone. <laughs> well, he murdered someone via a hitman. So he, like, paid someone... He allegedly paid someone $5,000 to kill someone. Which, when you think about it, is, like, a huge bargain. I mean, $5,000 to to have someone killed sounds so cheap. It sounds unbelievably cheap. But it's Belize, so I, I'm sure it would have been simple to do that so after that happened there was actually a part where so he was going to be extradited and um i believe what happens is they canceled the extradition but before they did that he faked a heart attack in when he was in jail (laughs) It sounds so crazy. He faked a heart attack and then he was like in the hospital being examined. And then after the point that he knew that the extradition or the warrant was canceled or something, he he just like said in the hospital like, oh, I'm feeling better and just went back to jail or something. And then after that he did leave Belize and he was on the run you know until the day he was found dead in Spanish prison so let's see i'm looking at his uh wikipedia in march 2017 it was reported that glenn ficara and john requa would direct a film a McAfee titled King of the Jungle, written by Scott Alexander and Larry Karazowski. At various points, Johnny Depp, Michael Keaton, and Seth Rogen were reported to have taken roles and later to have left the project. In November 2019, Zach Efron was reported to star as journalist Ari Furman. Well, is that true? Is there going to be a movie about this asshole? Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a very strange man. Another thing I found is that he said that um, he had forty-seven genetic children, which sounds so crazy. But you know, for if you look at him, if you look up this man, it it is possible he did spread his seed like that. Because this is this is not a a man who was well his twitter bio um it says iconoclast lover of women adventure and mystery well i mean so many layers um he was also like doing some shit with like cryptocurrency speculation and like market manipulation and he was under investigation for that by the sec when he died so yeah his pin tweet says, the U.S. believes I have hidden crypto. I wish I did, but it has dissolved through the many hands of Team McAfee. In parentheses, your belief is not required, comma, and my remaining assets are all seized. My friends evaporated through fear of association. I have nothing, yet I regret nothing. Well, okay, okay. 11,000 quote tweets, or 11,000 retweets. And quote teats. Quote tweets. Quote, quote teats. Teats. Tweets. Teats and tweets. Okay. Yeah, this man is, um, this man is unwell. <sighs> His hair was also kind of, like, stripey. It was, like, part, like, I think he, like, was dyeing it, like, blonde, and then it was, like gray. It's like gray and blonde. He's a mess. Please just look him up. Look him up. And um, yeah, I think he did it. I think he did, he did the rape <laughs> and he did the murder. Allegedly. I can't say definitely, but allegedly he did those. R.I.P. Least surprising celebrity death ever. Um... So I went to Seattle um, this past Fourth of July weekend. Yes, happy birthday to the United States! You're still here, you're still intact. Somehow, some way, uh, Seattle was nice. It was relaxing. Um, I did go to a casino with my friends on my friend, um, my best friend from high school. I'm, I won't say her name, but. Um, her and her fiance who I met on this trip. And he was he was very lovely. and um, I made him take us to a casino <laughs> on Monday night in Tacoma, Washington. And it's a casino I'd been to before previously. I think I've told the story on the podcast where I had done stand up in Tacoma at this bar that was shaped like a tea kettle. And allegedly, that's where Nirvana had their first paid gig ever. And so I did stand up there and there was a guy in the audience who talked to me after. And I didn't think much of it, but he was with a woman. I thought it was his girlfriend, you know. And then at one point, like, she went to the bathroom and he's like, he's like, hey, uh, so how long are you in town, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, isn't that like your girlfriend? And... He told me, no, they were just on like a second Tinder date. I'm trying to make myself not sound bad in this story. Long story short, we decide we're going to go to a second location and I'm driving myself in my rental car and then him and this girl are in this other car. And then he calls me on the phone and he's like, oh my God, you're never going to believe what happened. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, I was stopped at a red light and that woman just like jumped out of my car. Like she just said, I can't do this. And she just like jumped out of the car. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, she just ran away. She just ran away. And I don't know where she is. And I was like, Oh, um, well, do you still want to hang out? (laughs) And that's when we went to the casino. And, um, had a nice time You know And the casino has since been remodeled Um It is the Emerald Queen Casino In Tacoma, Washington uh, But when I went That was like three years ago So when I went with like a man Who abandoned his Tinder date for me um, It was pretty shitty And I remember it was just like Totally like coated in this like cigarette film And it was one Like ground level and um, so they redid the casino, and now it's like three floors, and there's like a fancy parking garage, and just like an amazing collection of slot machines and tables. My favorite slot machine, it's called Fortune Charm. Please, nobody play that except me. Um, it's my favorite. A lot of people look down on slot machines, but they're fun, and they do provide mindless entertainment, you know. So I understand. Um, I do like playing Texas Hold'em, but that's, it's like so much work and so much thought and whatever. I just wanted to play some slots. I won 21 whole American dollars. I was up and down all night. Up and down! And I was drinking double Tito's Greyhounds that night. So I had a, a lot of fun. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because, um long story short, I've been in a feud with someone since 2012, and it's a mutual friend of the girl I was uh, visiting in Seattle. And this feud started many years ago, many moons ago this feud started, when um our mutual friend did not invite me to her wedding. And I was deeply offended at the time that this happened. <laughs> deeply offended i've carried it with me for years i vowed at that time that this mutual friend of mine who the wedding was to a guy i went to high school with so it's it's all people that know each other like i've known her husband since we were like 14 or 15 years old And she did not invite me to her wedding. And then later, you know, I found out like, oh, somebody was like, oh, well, it was just like a small wedding of 150 people. I was like 150 people, small wedding. That's not small. (laughs) So I'm not even like in your top 150 people. That's so fucking offensive. I mean, we had like, this is somebody I had taken like ski trips with you know, who I had, um, you know, spent, like, holidays with, like, Christmas dinners and shit, and I'm not invited to their wedding. And I've carried this with me. I vowed that they would never be invited to my wedding if I ever get married. <sighs> Please, God, I, I do want to get married. I do want to get married. I, I really would just want to get married because I mostly want uh, to have someone who will find my dead body just in case something happens. Um, I used to want it to be to, you know, save money on bills and 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 combine resources. But, you know, I'm realistic now. Now all I want is a man in the house who will find my dead body and report it. Not saying that. I'm I plan on you know harming myself it's just like what if what if no one found me anyway this is bleak but (laughs) so long story short uh this feud that I've had with this woman who did not invite me to her wedding um we were talking about this over breakfast the other day and the friend I have um who did go to the wedding she, she told me that there's a reason why this woman did not invite me to her wedding. And the reason, oh boy, this is going to knock you off your feet. Literally. Uh, <laughs> so she told me the reason why I was invited was because I had stepped on this woman's toe at a nightclub. And she was upset about that. And apparently her toe was broken. Okay, so first of all, I mean, there's so many reasons why I'm still correct and she's still wrong. Because, first of all, okay, it's not like if I did step on your foot, it was an accident, right? And if I did break your toe, it's also an accident. It's not like I went out there to the nightclub with malice, like seeking to step on your toe and break it. You know, nobody does that. And it took place at a country western bar. So there's another reason why she's wrong. Apparently, she was wearing sandals to a country western bar. And I was wearing cowgirl boots. Quite frankly, you should not be allowed to wear sandals at country western bars. This is in Colorado, by the way, in case you're confused why I was at a country western bar. (laughs) This is what we used to do. We used to go to country western bars and line dance. And this bitch wore flip-flops to a country western bar. And somehow it's my problem that her toe got broken during a line dance or something. That's my, that's my problem? Is that my problem? (laughs) They should have turned her away at the door for that, for wearing like a flip-flop into a country western bar where you know people are gonna be fucking stomping their toes and shit. (sighs) I digress. So then the other thing that's crazy to me is the fact that she didn't say anything about this ever. Like she never said like, Hey, you know, you stepped on my foot. Hey, my toe was broken. I would have apologized, you know, not that it even was my fault. It was definitely an accident, you know, but can you, can you imagine? So basically the grudge I've been holding against her for not inviting me to her wedding Is definitely more valid than somebody being mad that I accidentally stepped on their toe and broke it. And like also she's a vegan and therefore maybe her toes were more breakable. Like maybe she's, (laughs) maybe she's lacking certain like proteins and vitamins and her bones are weak. That's not a dig at vegans. I just, you know, she is a frailer woman more frail frailer more frail frail another reason why I'm right and she's wrong is that this woman does improv does it get more despicable than that you know so overall I think that the punishment does not fit the crime Uh, the punishment of not being invited to a wedding for stepping on someone's toe on accident is not equitable and it's unjust. So if you support me, uh, please, please write the podcast, podcast, at gmail.com. Let me know that I have your support in the broken toe feud. What, do we need a hashtag for this? So we're going to call it, um, should we free hashtag? Uh, oh, toe truther. Broken toe truther. Okay. Hashtag broken toe truth. <laughs> no, broken toe truther. If you're a broken toe truther and you support me in this, let me know. Use the hashtag. Broken toe truther. It's just a toe. <laughs> like it's not it's not even a body part they put in a cast. Like if you break your toe What, you might have to be in a boot for a little bit? Not even that. Like, I think you just have to not put pressure on your foot for a little bit. It heals. She's fine. Her toe is healed. What's not healed is the pain in my heart, you know, for not being invited to that wedding. And I will carry that with me. But I'm an Aquarius, and that's a fixed sign. So we do fixate on certain things so maybe that's me I'm also a Leo Riza another fixed sign I have a lot of fixed signage in my chart so it it, it could mean that I'm just you know obsessed with this because I have to I'm like stuck on it but I want to make it clear that this woman whose toe I allegedly broke by stepping on it is not invited to my future so far non-existent wedding. Okay. That's it. And I'll squash the problem right here. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about the toe. If you if you see me in public, miss me with the toe shit. I don't want to hear about your toe. You, you should have been wearing, <laughs> wearing cowgirl boots. Maybe she didn't know how to line dance. Because I knew. I knew. Do you like line dancing? Write into the podcast on com. I can't believe it. Excommunicated over a broken toe. Can you believe that? It's crazy that she never said anything about me breaking her toe. But I have been vocally saying that she's rude for not inviting me to her wedding for years. Because when something bothers me, I'll just say it. You know, that's who I am. I'm wild like that, you know, just saying, saying what I think and feel, expressing myself. Wow. Who knows what'll happen next? Maybe I'll assert myself and establish boundaries. Things I learned in therapy Yeah But a woman A vegan Improviser Did not invite me to her wedding Because I allegedly Stepped on her toe And broke it Well, you know There it is There it is Being treated unfairly For accidentally stepping on someone's foot I think what we learned here today is that people are petty, but not me. I'm a truth teller and that's why I make this podcast. So I think that brings us to the end. Um, Thanks for joining. Um, I will be back next week um, to recount the roast battle I'm doing. I'm doing a roast battle Next week at the World Famous Comedy Store, I'm back. It's my first uh, live show since the COVID pandemic. So you can catch me there. Um, I think it's 8.30 p.m., the World Famous Comedy Store. It's streaming, so I will post the link probably in my Instagram bio and on Twitter. And you can see it then. That's on Tuesday, July 13th. And then I think I'm doing another one in August. And at some point I will be doing stand up again. So I will keep all those dates posted on my website, unrulymarule.com. You know what it is. You know what it is. Okay. Um I have to go to bed. I'm so tired. But um yeah. I, that's it. You know, I I accidentally broke a woman's toe. So sue me, Liz. Please don't actually. Um, Okay, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Fixed Heather and have a lovely rest of your week, a nice weekend, a great July, a healthy 2021. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.